Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or... Well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available. Do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner and let us wet our beak. M-I-Z. Going to throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. With me, as always, is the Oklahoma University football team's parole officer, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And not joining us tonight is uh, Brian Goers, who has been traveling a lot lately mm-hmm. and came down with a nasty case of dysentery. Yeah. So I uh, recommend, Brian, go get your fluids. Mm-hmm. Nothing's yeah. more important. Uh, when I asked him to do the show tonight, he said he's been peeing out of his butt. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Yeah, shitting through a screen door is what he told me. Uh, root beer through a super soaker, I believe, was what he had <laughs> he had mentioned. And the ever famous hot dog water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what he's going through. We're starting the show hot. Yeah, hot take. So, uh, yeah, it is June 8th as we're recording this. And uh, just at the top of the show, I want to also thank our new partners at Amazon.com. It's been really helpful. Everybody who goes to the Mizodcast.com website when they want to purchase stuff through Amazon, that's awesome. So thanks for doing that. And uh, we've got some stuff to talk to you about, even though it is June, and it's sort of the it's dull... Comey day, Brennan. <laughs> it's Comey. I don't follow day. politics, but apparently a 6'10", half-robot, half-statue mm-hmm. is having a lover's quarrel over a dinner with an orange reality star. I, am I close? I don't know much. Is that... Uh, all I'm thinking is this, that's what we're forced to be talking about now, because it's <laughs> fucking June. There's, there's a, We'd much rather talk about football. There's a very boring NBA Finals going on. There's mm-hmm. a hockey final, so that's very boring by nature of it being hockey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Cardinals suck. The Royals suck. Boy, you know, they do. We're just counting down the days till college football starts. Let's hope that the Tigers don't suck. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, that's not a safe bet these days, but... Uh, we, we, I guess we could talk about the football recruiting going on of late, or the recruiting not going on, I mm-hmm. guess. So, uh, yeah, Barry Odom, and we talked a little bit on our last program about the uh, Show Me 10, the 10 guys that Barry Odom wanted to lock down in-state. Three of them were gone, Brennan, but I'm assuming you're bringing this up because we've locked down All, the other seven. Yeah, the seven are, are Tigers now. No, as a matter of fact, uh, we had another uh, defector from the Show Me 10. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of... Um, Kind of have mixed emotions about this one, Colin. The guy's name is Adele Adui, 
or as best I can pronounce. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did, he's a four-star kid, and he decided to go play for the Texas Longhorns. Sure. And uh, the reason I have mixed emotions about it is I'd like him to see him be a tiger, but I also cannot pronounce his name. And thus, that means not four years of us trying to butcher it. That's right. That's right. That's, uh, I mean, I can butcher Chase Daniel, yeah, obviously. So Any it's, day of the week. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, can you imagine you trying to have to spit out Adelaide Attaway no every day for fucking four years I'm surprised incorrect that, yeah I'm surprised they're I'm surprised they're recruiting an Amish kid yeah <laughs> yeah you wouldn't not a lot of those kids come out no mm-hmm. yeah so uh, yeah so we're down to six of the Tiger Show Me Ten and uh, you know we can still bat six hundred Brennan <laughs> and that's a hell of an average we could yeah, I mean I think people were looking at five half of that crew as being a real success yeah that's and, what I, I said i mean if you get half these kids that's a that's a home run and but we have very 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 little room for error yeah the uh, the uh the window for success is getting smaller the question i have for you colin is that uh, we put a lot of emphasis on these 10 in-state guys and keeping guys in town because you know barry odom has put show me on the side mm-hmm. of the field and yep. it's, it's really rocked the missouri state image yeah. But uh, this is not the only place you can get football players, and they have been getting some talent from out of state. And is it have we overemphasized the in-state recruiting? Um, I think that was their. I think that's their problem. I mean, the only reason we know about the Missouri Ten, and the only reason we're following this, is because the football program put so much emphasis on this. Mm-hmm. The, the a, a PR pro- is not their long suit. Yeah, a program that, like I said, hasn't really been out front with anything. Picked a very risky topic to put their stamp on you know because it said they basically said look at these 10 players these are important and as we don't get them everybody's going what the fuck's going on and the only reason we're really looking at it i mean really is because of the way they put i mean we'd still care it would still be of interest it just wouldn't be so there wouldn't be such a focus or a spotlight on it if the football program itself hadn't moved that spotlight onto these 10 players mm-hmm. and put in so much emphasis on it and you know the show me Missouri. I, I don't know if that's the right way to go or the wrong way to go with the state and the show me. I don't dislike it, but to me, you're not selling the state or the or the state university as much as you're just selling a program and success and playing time and you know competitiveness. I mean, if they're going to go with the, I mean, I assume they're not going to take the Missouri that too far. The Missouri State image of a drunk redneck riding a donkey backwards on the logo. Well, it works for Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it, they, they've created this this uh this focus yeah and, and I, what i'm getting at i guess is that we picked up two players who are one from florida and one from texas both the you know two of the biggest states for recruiting in the country and you know if we have trouble locking down our borders and we're going to we've never been great at it and we're nope. coming off of a bad year we went four and yeah. eight you know and this is for two next bad years yeah this is for next year and so you know if we were to play well this year some of these guys might say oh i'm more confident going to mizzou but you know we got a kid uh named tyrone collins who's a cornerback out of florida he's a three-star kid not a four-star kid like out way but he's a good pickup our first defensive recruit i think for the 2018 season and then we got jalen knox who's sort of an all-around back uh athlete type player another three-star kid and he came out of texas Mm -hmm. and so you know we can make up the difference again these are three-star kids missouri's gonna have to live on that i think one thing besides really focusing on the in-state talent barry odom also came out 
really gunning for those big mm-hmm. running backs, which ultimately maybe a mistake. I mean, yeah, well, I think it maybe it was a little overconfident or maybe naive to think mm-hmm. that just by shooting for the stars, you were going to land a few. Maybe take a page out of the old Gary Pinkle handbook and get these three star kids out well, of Texas. That's, that you are know, the one thing about the border, like you, you, Gary Pinkle's a great point because Gary Pinkle did not live in Missouri; he no. lived in Texas. He sure did. And uh, so, you know, again, we're focusing on the Missouri Ten, but that doesn't necessarily mean recruiting is off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If 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 you're pulling out, if you're filling the roster with other kids from Florida or Texas, then who cares? I don't care where they went to high school at. Well, and the and the thing about getting those kids out of Florida and Texas, even if they may be three stars or two stars, is that because there's so much talent in those states, there are. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Our guys that get overlooked. Well, and I'd and like to. Missouri's oftentimes swept in and grab those guys. If and I didn't look, and I, I wish I would have now. Is just like take the offense from this year's team that's incoming. You know, I know Drew Locke is from Missouri. He's from Lee Summit on the border. And but you know, right off the top of my head, you think, well, Demario Crockett. He's from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I bet if I went down the roster and looked where these kids were out of a huge percentage of them would not be Missouri natives. No, I think we had one kid last year, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, the only reason people, this is making people nervous and there's such a focus on it is just because the football team said, these are guys are important and they're Missouri 10 and we want to close our borders. And kind of like recruiting five-star recruits, I think based on previous history, it may have been a little bit foolhardy to think that we just closed the borders down. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're just going to do that now. Yeah. I mean, I know Gary Pinkle couldn't do it in 15 years, but now I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to do that. Right away. Yeah. It, well, it reminds me of the old Simpsons episode where uh, they had the softball game and Daryl Strawberry played for the uh, Springfield Nuclear Plant. and The uh, Isotopes. No. No, he, that was the... <laughs> no, no, that's the minor league team yeah, calling. Sorry. Yeah, no, the, so they, uh, you know, Mr. Burns being the coach suggested Daryl Strawberry hit a home run, <laughs> <laughs> to which he did. You, Strawberry, hit a home run. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's Barry Odom's approach to recruiting when he came out of the gate. It's and like, if you haven't watched a 22-year-old episode of The Simpsons to know that <laughs> reference, then I apologize to you now. Yeah, for you not being cultured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, But, I mean, I think that's Barry Odom's recruiting style yeah. coming out of the gate was just like, oh, I got an idea. Instead of three-star guys, I'm going to get five-star guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have any six-star guys? You there, recruiting coordinator. Get five-star guys. Yeah. That's hey, a strategy, sir. We got number 87 in the state. Let's get number one. Yeah. Why didn't we get that guy? Yeah. They must not have thought of that. It's like, listen, I know Gary Pinkle was a good coach, but was the guy a little slow? Mm-hmm. Let's go get number one. Yeah. <laughs> what was he thinking? Yeah. Why, why didn't he do that? <laughs> Just never occurred to him, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess not. So, yeah. No, I think reality's setting in, and I think that's good. I mean, I, I said it a, long t- a lot during the season, which is I think we underestimated how much of a learning curve there is for Barry Odom, not just being the first-year head coach at Mizzou, but being the first time he's ever had 
head coach anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw that a lot with a lot of the mistakes he made during the season, particularly on the defense. And, uh, you know, maybe he's going to still make a lot of those mistakes this year. Maybe not. I don't know. But he he at least has a little, you know. Well, I think you're not going to get that season in one season. No. And you're not going to get probably get it in two. I mean, I, listen, I think if you ask any anybody who, in, in their fifth year of head coaching, what they learned from their first year, they they say, Jesus Christ, you couldn't fill a dump truck. You know, what I mean, it, you it was, it's I've learned so much. You know, and they do think completely different in a different way. And it, but that is the I mean, you bear that burden when you hire a brand new coach. That's I mean, right. you you and you've signed on for that ultimately, and so they have to. Uh, you know, we as fans, I think, and the administration and and the athletic department have to give Barry a little bit of room to learn. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it's. They hired a new. They hired a guy who hadn't done this before. So, yeah. Well, and and I'm wondering. I've listened to people talk about the football team a little bit, and we talked about a six seven win season being very doable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, super high, super optimistic, pie in the sky being eight wins. Yeah. But I hear guys. They seem to be for one reason or another just getting more pessimistic. I guess maybe looking at yeah. the talent on this team or the lack of confidence in the defense. And thinking six wins is maybe a stretch, even you know. And I mean, we we well, won four games. We've referenced. There's no heat around the program, and they're certainly Nothing. not creating it. But um, I still think six seven wins is doable. I still yeah. think. I mean, six seven wins to me is a forty year old divorcee with head who's had just too many drinks at the bar. Mm-hmm. Very very doable. <laughs> um, but we're not going to be taking home Margaret Robbie tonight. You know, right away. I think that's Mar- Mary Odom. Margot Robbie. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The thing is, is that, and that's where you come back to Pinkle. It's like Pinkle was happy, you know, banging the proverbial 40-year-old divorcee mm-hmm. at the end of the bar. Yeah. He's like, I can get by on that. Yeah. That's tail, man. Yeah. I'll bust that nut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Barry Odom's sitting there going, no, 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 no. I'm no, looking no. for the primo. Yeah. He's like, where's Giselle Buchan at? Because that's, that's where I'm headed. I'm taking her home from the bar. Giselle Bunchkin? <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, you can get my point. Yeah, I do get your point. Colin. Barry's trying to bang tens. Yeah, and Barry needs to be happy with fives. Yeah, because Barry, you ain't even an eight. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it all hinges on the defense. We talked about it to death. And that I personally, I'm, I have confidence that I feel like it was such a fucking gutter swamp shit defense last year. Mm-hmm. And there, he is a defensive guy. We, I mean, as bad as they were, I think we forget that he's a pretty good defensive mind. And I think that he will try to address that. Now, you can't address talent, no. you know, uh, but you can scheme around talent. And I, I just have a little bit of confidence that things will be a little better on defense. And I've got all the confidence in the world in this offense. And I think a lot of the SEC people overlook how good our offense could be. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think everybody's concern is, is just where do we go from here? If if Barry doesn't start recruiting people, you he can be the greatest coach in the world, mm-hmm. but without talent, it, what is it? What good does it do you? Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I've made, I know I've told you this story before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I remember several years ago, Nebraska basketball had a old coach named Doc Sadler, mm-hmm. and I was always impressed with Doc Sadler's team. They were very fundamentally sound. They played defense, and they, they did everything right. They were obviously extremely disciplined and well-coached, and they had fucking no talent, <laughs> and they got crushed. But they stayed in games they shouldn't have just based on pure fundamentals. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like it's what you wanted from Kim Anderson. Yeah, it was exactly what I wanted from Kim Anderson. It's what I expected. 
And but the, at the end of the day, it didn't matter how good a coach Doc Sadler was, or how much discipline or fundamental basketball he instilled in these players. He didn't have any fucking players, mm-hmm. you know. So and, and Barry Odom can be a great defensive mind and a good coach, but if he can't get kids to buy into the program, then what fucking difference does it make? Yeah. Well, buying in is one thing, but just being fucking good, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I think Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, those types of programs—they're going to get their five stars. Mm-hmm. They're coming. LSU, those guys. We will get those guys too when we earn it. You know, like the, we get the DGBs and the you know the t- some of the top guys, but they're going to be few and far between, and they're only going to come coming off these. You know, we get a Terry Beckner Jr. after we win the SEC East. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think so. Let's fucking know where we live. Let's know where let's let's bang that forty year old at the bar, Brennan. That's right. That's right. You can be a six and a half and shoot up for an eight, but don't go for the fucking tens. I yeah. mean if there's a if there's a drunk ten, you know, <laughs> and she's got, you know, macular degeneration. Yeah. Sure. By all means, go for it. Yeah. You know, and occasionally go gold miss though, because they've kind of went the Cosby route and they're just roofing people. Yeah. That's so, really exactly but, what they did. <laughs> anyway, but well I think that's you know Right now, if I had to say, that's probably where Barry Odom is is probably showing his inexperience a little bit. Is that uh, he hasn't earned it? He hasn't earned five star recruits. He hasn't earned the right to be a, a dick. Mm-hmm. He hasn't earned. He hasn't earned the right to have this bunker mentality. He hasn't earned any of it yet. You haven't earned the right to 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 hide from the press. You haven't earned the right to recruit five star kids. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying like you can't be surprised when you don't get them, Barry. It's not mm-hmm. like Gary Pinkle didn't think about recruiting the best players in the state. Well, and the thing is, I don't know that Barry is surprised that he's not getting them. I think the fans are a little upset that they're not coming, but I think that's on Barry and his staff because he pumped up this show me ten concept mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And then they didn't follow through on it. And they it's one marketing blunder after another with him uh, so far with you know the the seating arrangements and the defensive scheming and all that shit. And so you know, he's he's just got to learn on the job, and it's going to be. There's a lot of growing pains, and we're we the win worst seven part of games, it. look good doing it, and go to a bowl. All will be forgiven, absolutely. And once we go into a off season after doing that, and recruits start falling in the line, all will be forgiven. But at this point, unfortunately, there's just not a big enough sample size of positivity in a Barry Odom program to be real optimistic, to be real excited. It's part of the reason why people are starting to dial back those expectations from maybe seven wins to six suddenly it's five you know or Mm -hmm. what have you because like i said there's no heat on the program yeah there isn't but uh the the reason is because the heat for missouri is on the basketball team colin as we all know uh, last program they're hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock (laughs) they absolutely are they we talked about last week how john t porter is coming this year even though mm-hmm. nobody else is reporting it or taking us up on our word but it is true mm-hmm. um and i think everybody expects it people really around the program they just talk like wink wink nod nod we all know he's coming yeah he is but the other news n- not surrounding the uh whispering about uh john t porter is that uh the, the players got together the players who are on camp or the players mm-hmm. who are who actually committed to Missouri got on campus this week and for the first time mm-hmm. you know were able to scrimmage together and get to know each other and sign up for shit and classes and yep. and be on campus and there was a little press conference and Conzo Martin is basically winking at the media about the Jonte stuff mm-hmm. obviously he can't mention Jonte by yeah. name because he's not signed anywhere but i mean it it is just done and the interesting thing to me is the relationship between the new guys who are really good mm-hmm. and the old guys who are not that good <laughs> yeah 
that, and we have some of those. Yeah, and, and when I say not that good, the I think it's interesting because we have a roster of players from last year. Phillips and Barnett and that's right, Phillips they're, they're, and those, those three guys. That's those what I'm guys saying. are role players, though, on yeah. this team. Oh, but yeah. They're not they were, bad basketball players. No, they just asked away, do way too much in a Kim Anderson garbage heap. Yes. And, and you know, they all averaged between 10 and 12 points last year mm-hmm. and on a very bad team. And, you, you know, you add a few of those points to, you know, they're obviously not going to get the playing time they did last year. But, you know, put them as a supporting cast to the Porter Brothers and Harris and, and C.J. Roberts and those guys. It, it'll be a very well-rounded team, if you ask me. Yeah, and, well, and part of the reason you knew we were in such trouble in these last couple of years is if Ryan Rossberg is playing, you're in trouble. I mean, that guy is not a legitimate Division One college basketball player. And towards the end of his senior year, he had a couple of good games, and people were just seeing his praises because – He'd look like a Czechoslovakian refugee who was 52 years old, and there was mm-hmm. just this kind of underdog mentality to him that mm-hmm. people. Oh, well, they bought everybody beer. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I always just assumed if I saw him on the street, he'd be wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with a big medallion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Talk like one of the Czech brothers from an old Saturday Night Live from 1976. <laughs> Real wild and crazy guy, <laughs> but. Uh, but the fact is, is that everybody was like, oh, good for him. But the fa- he shouldn't have been playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he should not have been playing. And the fact no, that he and was guys, is a bad sign. And Vandersex is kind of that way, too. Oh, yeah. And then the guys that are playing who aren't that bad, they were forced to play out of position because we didn't have the real role players to play mm-hmm. in the proper position. No. So now we can use those guys as they're supposed to be used. And, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'll be... I'll be shocked if we don't make the tournament at the very least and if we go deep in the tournament i won't be shocked so i mean it's so there's really no news other than those guys got on campus and they're real things now you Mm -hmm. can there's pictures and they exist and they're on campus and they're mizzou tigers Mm -hmm. and it's happening and the jersey chasers i'm sure are super excited oh my god and i'm not talking about girls i'm talking about the mizzou press corps Yeah, but to be fair, those guys are going to get more snatched than a purse thief. <laughs> They're going to pull more tail than a special needs kid at a petting zoo. <laughs> They're going to plow more beaver than a reckless riverboat captain. That's a lot of beaver. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, and that's what's in store for them. <laughs> yeah. Woe to be a college athlete, Brendan. Oh, woe to be. Uh, Colin, why do you say we take our first break? And we, we've got a lot of news that's not necessarily Mizzou news, but some good college Football news, including some from our favorite teams, Oklahoma, Old Miss, and, of course, Kansas. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back. This is the Mazodcast. Stop. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway, 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix, phones fixed fast. Gary Pinkle and Tara Reed had a retarded baby. Its name, the Mazad Cast. Well, we're back, Colin, and uh, a lot of stuff happened in the college football world that wasn't really Mizzou related, but uh, 
Today, it was announced to shock the college football world where Oklahoma Sooners head football coach Bob Stoops announced his retirement sort of out of the blue. Yeah, it's everybody's looking for the why, you know, is it Gary Pinkle-esque? Does he have health issues mm-hmm. or is something in his personal life going wrong? I'm like, no, this caught everyone off guard. It's a strange time to retire. I mean, it's mm, he's 55, middle of the off old. season where, you, you know, you think recruiting's going and you're trying to get ready for the new season and suddenly you're long-standing head football coach just hangs it up. Yeah, I've heard he had uh, hypertension issues and his dad died young, like dropped dead as a football coach, uh, heart disease and things like that. I smell an Urban Meyer situation here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He is going to like be out for a year or two. Some blue chip program job is going to come open. He's going to go, you know what? I think it's about time to get back into college. Got that old feel again. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But before we get into it, uh, we had a lot of experience with Bob Stoops. Missouri played them for many years. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Bob Stoops a lot of times. and yeah, lacking uh, a soul mostly. Yeah, that was mainly part of it. But Rancid but, hypocrite. We put together a little tribute to the oh, great Bob we? Stoops. And yeah, here's, uh, I'm going to play it for you. It's there's, there's a video that goes with this as well if you want to go to the Twitter mm-hmm. site as well, right? Yeah, it, it basically highlights some of the biggest moments in the career of Bob Stoops. And why he's such a great man. At Oklahoma. There's been some stuff at Oklahoma that relates to violence against women. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it okay. The quarterback at the University of Oklahoma arrested in Arkansas after cops say he was a drunken, slurry, disgusting mess. And it's hot at the end of the day. I need some distraction. Oh, My problem is with the hypocritical Bob Stoops. Breaking news out of Oklahoma. Former Missouri wide receiver Doriel Green Beckham is visiting the Sooners. Green- My problem is with Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops. Joe Mixon punches a woman, knocks her out. She had her job wired shut for six months. Just incredibly violent. And Oklahoma watched it and they were okay with it. Bob Stoops. You're in the arms of the angel. Bob Stoops. D.D. Westbrook was arrested multiple times on some domestic violence issues before he arrived on campus at Oklahoma. Bob Stoops. Touching stuff, Brennan. Yeah, it's a real tearjerker. I like the part of that song is waiting for a second chance. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's most of the kids that were being recruited <laughs> by Oklahoma. Like, yeah, Bob Stoops was yeah, that. Second I did chance. rape and you know punch and. And do all sorts of Steel. violent things, yeah, yeah. and uh, just waiting for that second chance. And that second chance was a phone call from Bob Stoops. That's, 
That's right. 18 years of it at Oklahoma. Yeah. Bob Stoops. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. The Big 12 in total disarray, and one of their stalwarts is now gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. And then, as we mentioned, uh, it's not the only uh, news that came out of uh, the college football world this week. Uh, Ole Miss, who we've also talked a lot about, mm-hmm. and the violations they're going to get smacked with with the NCAA, they came out with a 125-word uh, uh, response to the NCAA, and basically what they've done is they exonerated in their mind their coach Hugh Freeze and said, mm-hmm. "Oh, he was he had no idea of any of the infractions that happened," and, and they basically scapegoated an old assistant athletic director, a guy named Bruce Lloyd, who has lawyered up now and is saying yeah. that they're full of shit. Uh, but they basically put everything on this one guy. They're going to the mat. Mm-hmm. For Hugh Freeze. They really are, and it's bizarre because, I mean, granted, they've won a lot of games under Hugh Freeze, and of course you can win a lot of games whenever you illegally recruit players and pay them and mm-hmm. do all sorts sure. of you know, shady helps. things. Yeah, sure does. I don't understand why they, you know, the, the big thing that Ole Miss is accused of is, is what is it, lacking institutional control of the program, and that is sort Who's of... Who's in a, charge of the program? <laughs> I believe that would be one Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. And so... Why are you sticking up for them? Why don't they get provide themselves a little distance, at least you know some sort of legal shade from this guy? Well, I think that's the to problem. Like glue. Any investigation or the cover ups worse than the you know the, like the actual violation. The, right. The them clinging uh, to this Hugh Freeze narrative, like he's completely innocent, is going to in the long run be worse than if they just fired him and said let's move on. Right. I mean it. It's. What does he do? He's, he beat Alabama, mm-hmm. and he loves him some Jeebus. And mm-hmm. I guess for old Miss fans, that's box one checked and box two. That's right. And there's no other, no other criteria to meet. No. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that, I think, earlier today, Colin, is that the old Miss fans, if you win football games and you proclaim your love of Christ, that is, that is really all you need. And they don't second guess that either he won games illegally or that he's putting on a religious show to win them over. They, they that's not even an assumption that they no. might ever make. No. And, uh, that, he could never be questioned. He could not be lying. There's no way. And no, what no. happens when the NCAA does smack him hard and the university is forced to get rid of him. It's fake news. Hashtag sad. Yeah, I guess that's the way they're going to look at it, but it still won't matter because they're going to be in shitter and nobody's going to come to that program. They're already having trouble recruiting. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go to that program now, knowing that this is looming over their heads? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, if I was an old Miss fan, I'd hope that I'd be like, let's get this behind us. The, with all of these terrible PR looks, the whole thing is just like, get your keep your head down and move forward. They seem to just dug their heels in and like just take all comers. I mean, if this Baylor not shown you that that's a bad way to go mm. about things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they should be the case study to go by. Yeah, if you're old Miss is Baylor, of course. You know, Baylor hasn't taken their lumps yet either. So maybe mm. they they haven't. Learned. But they but they kind of stuck to this narrative where nothing's going wrong, and then it just the more information comes out, the worse and worse it gets. They they get they were basically forced to hire or fire their. Yeah, football coach. Mark initially, they were ready to. They were like, "Oh, there's no substance to this," and then they're like, "No, he's pretty well complicit in all of this." And they're like, oh, "I guess we have to fire him now." Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just fire him? And, you know what are you doing? Yeah, well, it just shows you, I think, how much clout and authority and power the football coaches have in a place like Baylor or Ole Miss, mm-hmm. places that haven't had a tremendous amount of success in the past, and when they do reach really high heights. 
they're, you know, they're just, they can do whatever they fucking want mm-hmm. because they're, you know, the kings. Yeah, it makes you wonder what Nick Saban would have to do to get fired. No, I mean, he could kill a guy. Fifth <laughs> Avenue, <laughs> yeah. downtown New York. Yeah, exactly. Happen. Exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't lose any voters. No, no, he wouldn't. He would, you could, he could literally run somebody over in Alabama with his car mm-hmm. and they'd be like, that son of a bitch shouldn't have been in the road. <laughs> That's right. What What's that doing? guy doing walking on the road? He's slowing down coach Saban. Yeah. <laughs> What's that guy doing in the road? Yes, it's a crosswalk and yes, there's a stoplight, but I don't want your excuses. Ro- roads are for cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Um, so anyway, we'll see. I mean, really, I mean, I'm just foaming at the mouth waiting for the NCAA to mm-hmm. do something. Of course, they take forever, and God only knows. No betting on the NCAA. To no. Have any the NCAA reason. really doesn't have a, a lot of uh, legs to stand on when it comes to integrity and doing the right thing no. in a timely manner. I mean, <laughs> they don't have a real uh, good track record. <laughs> no, no, they do not. Yeah. So anyway, that that's the uh, the world of college football that's going on in the middle of fucking June. Well, hold on, Brendan. There's one other story uh, about our old friend Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah? I mentioned to you before the show that do tell. he is now officially offered, recruited and offered a scholarship to a sixth grader. Yeah, a football scholarship. <laughs> to a to sixth the, grader. To the University of Central Florida? Yeah, to the to a sixth grader. He's going to be, they want him to be an owl. Well, it's a bold assumption that Lane thinks he'll be there by the time the kid's actually a fucking freshman no in college. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> the enthusiasm in that video he he put out alone. Go owls. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is that I don't think this is a completely bad idea. I mean, you were at a fucking backwater shit school, and if you're going to have any chance at some sort of, you know, splash recruit... Maybe you got to get to him in sixth grade. Get to him before the pubes do. <laughs> yeah. That's the link. I mean, what philosophy. do you think? Fidget spinners. And he offered him all the fidget spinners and, and snap bracelets and <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, yeah. He could handle. Catch them all. Catch them all. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a strategy. It yeah. is a strategy. <laughs> Not sure it's the right strategy. Link Giffen. Wild duck. Yeah. He is He is a, uh, a case study in craziness in college football. He, he, he just like. At the age of like 13, he became an NFL coach. Right. And he's coached at uh, Tennessee. Yep. USC. Yep. Uh, offense coordinator for Alabama. Yep. It, and then now he's at UCF. UCF and the Owls. And most people's careers start at UCF right. and they move to these places. <laughs> yeah. He like went completely yeah. backwards. He is. He's like the Benjamin Buttons of college football. <laughs> he is. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> Lane Kiffin is officially the Benjamin Button of college football. <laughs> All right, Colin. Speaking of uh, fucked up weird people in college uh, sports, let's go to Kansas news. Well, I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas news. All right, let's get to our first story. Kansas woman fights to keep state fair champion lamb title. Well, why wouldn't she? That's a <laughs> well, pretty prestigious honor. This is a pretty controversial story in the state of Kansas. I mean, uh, your livestock at the state fair is pretty much your highest honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a northern Kansas woman is fighting a decision by state fair officials to strip her champion lamb title and winnings because of, get this, alleged performance-enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... The lamb was using the cream. <laughs> Kansas State University student Gabrielle Gillum's market lamb was crowned grand champion of the Kansas State Fair last fall, the Hutchinson News reported. But in January, Gillum was officially disqualified for unethical fitting. The veiny 
muscular muscle, muscles of this lamb with a huge traps. Yeah, it just it it really raised suspicions with some folks. Well, and the and apparently the sheep's cap size got like three <laughs> sizes larger. <laughs> The uh, Kansas Department of Agriculture, Dr. Paul Gossiter, said he concluded after a carcass exam soon after the fair that a natural substance was injected into the animal within a few days of a inspection. A natural substance, so it was like mm, herbal? Maybe. Uh, state fair rules prohibit treating animals with substance to alter the body in any way. Gillum allegedly in Reno County District Court documents that the fair's actions weren't supported. Have they by- considered that the lamb may have been a heroin addict, Brennan? No. I think they... they- you know, well, you could have gotten into her meth supply or something. Yeah. Uh, she says that the, her, their uh, actions were not supported by substantial evidence, and the officials acted beyond their jurisdiction. Mm. She said she wants the disqualification overturned. Her father, Jerry Gillum, told fair officials that neither he nor the family members injected the lamb, and they were with the animal throughout the duration. Maybe they were of the injecting fair. it with like Italian dressing, just in anticipation of like we're going to eat this yeah. bitch later. Yeah, mint jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualification for Gillum means losing the Grand Championship Award, and the fair's website said that includes four thousand dollars for the champion. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Kansas Attorney General's office is seeking until June twenty first to respond to the complaint. Yeah. The Attorney General's office. This is definitely something they should be spending time on. <laughs> that's right. It's big news in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a new book offers readers a chance to explore and get to know the state of Kansas. One of the state's most it's three in- pages long, <laughs> and the first and the first page is an index, and the last page is the appendices. <laughs> Yeah. One of the state's most anticipated travel books is now available. It's most anticipated, huh? Uh-huh. Marcy Penner and Wendy Rose, The Kansas Guidebook Part 2. It took four years to research and one year to write. 60,000 miles in their ERV, which is an Explorer Research Voyager vehicle, and 1,600 photographs. Uh, Penner's first book, Kansas Guidebook Part 1, came out in 2005 and quickly sold out. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. The second book is expected to be just as popular, containing 4,500 entries about things to see and do in the in 515 of the 626 cities and towns of Kansas. What I, <laughs> There's 626 towns, and they only featured 515. you got to feel really bad mm-hmm. if you didn't make this fucking book. Sure. It's Part 2, yeah. for Christ's sakes. Our goal is to make it easy to know the state, Penner said in a news release. She is the executive director of the Kansas Sampler Foundation, based in Inman, Kansas. Roe is the assistant director. The nonprofit foundation promotes, preserves, and sustains rural culture, and the book was one of its many projects. This seems... This seems unnecessary. I mean, if you want to know Kansas, stick your head in a toilet full of diarrhea and melted crayons Mm -hmm. and just be like, there you go. Mm -hmm. It feels like Kansas to me. (laughs) This is the good part. (laughs) (laughs) Though this book reads like a travel book, it's really a guide to knowing Kansas. Mm -hmm. Readers and explorers of Kansas can learn about such exciting places as the Swiss Mennonite Memorial near Moundridge. Sure. Uh, We've all been there. (laughs) Get this. This is pretty exciting. The Nora Larrabee Memorial Library in Stafford. Mm, There's still libraries, huh? Yeah. The Caboose Museum in Waterville. And, of course, the Child Rape Museum located in the heart of Lawrence. (laughs) We've talked about that at length. They can get directions to the world's largest hand-painted check egg or the world's largest... Ball of twine? Mm, that's uh, in Kansas, huh? Well, it's it's a sisal ball of twine, so I think they have to specify it because Uh-oh. there's probably larger balls of twine, more impressive, more enjoyable balls to see. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. Uh, let's see, the world's largest outdoor concrete municipal swimming pool. Wow. They've got it all. Brennan, 
Yeah. It's unbelievable. See, I this no state's idea. amazing. I had no idea. You know, you think, oh, there's Mount Rushmore. Nope, not in Kansas. Let's see the uh, the uh, Empire State Monument? Building. No, that, no in not the name in says it's not in Kansas. There's a lot of Grand Canyon. Oh, some beautiful sites in this country. None of them seem to be in Kansas. <laughs> and there's a course, giant swimming pool over in a giant swimming pool. Yeah, concrete swimming pool. Yeah, let's uh, not confuse it with an asphalt swimming pool. Or... <laughs> and, of course, the world's largest prairie dog in Oakley, Kansas. The uh, two-pound book. It was 480 pages containing directions, hours, phone numbers, and websites, two places to visit in Kansas. And no one, I think, will buy it because it retails for $29.95. That's an entire year's salary for Kansans. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Colin, this next story is an important one. I got to tell you. Our old friend's back at it again. Our old friend Jacob Ewing. uh, If if you're a regular listener to the Mazzotcast, and I assume you are, uh, you know about this guy who uh, has been involved in a pretty nasty child molestation and sodomy. Uh, sodomy. Sodomy. sodomy is the word you're sodomy looking for. Trial. And we've covered him enough that Colin, I've got him. We, he's got his own theme song. Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better run. She better run. <laughs> you're much too young. Yeah, she is much too young. Yeah, for sodomy, for certain, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So violent pornography that Kansas prosecutors believe a rape suspect watched for several hours a day will be allowed as evidence in an upcoming sexual assault trial, a judge said. Jacob Ewing, who is accused of raping two women, one in 2014 and another in May of last year, is accused of replicating portions of seven videos, which can be admitted as evidence in his trial slated for June 26th. At what point do your parents just go, you know what? Just call him guilty. Yeah, get him out of our house. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, so he he how was much can you wrongfully let off for sodomizing you? a thirteen year old. Yeah, and now, well, Brittany, his family owned like the local farm and country in their town. Yeah, so it's pretty convinced. terrifying to deal with those <laughs> yeah. masterminds yeah. of the town. Apparently, portions of the video depict acts that Ewing is said to have replicated himself upon the witnesses. Uh, Jackson County District Court Judge. Norbert Merrick wrote in his ruling, the relevance of the evidence could prove motive, intent, preparation, plan, knowledge, or I don't want to be out of line, but this guy sounds like a real jerk. (laughs) He does indeed. Ewing, who faces charges that include rape, aggravated sodomy, and battery, chose video after video depicting women being raped and physically assaulted, according to his online viewing history. He should be arrested and put in jail just for his fucking viewing history. (laughs) Yeah. Ewing watched the aggressive and abusive porn within 45 days of the more recent rape he's charged with committing, according to court documents. It's hard to keep track all the rape. <laughs> those, this guy should be recruited by OU. Yeah, those scenes included non-consensual sex as well as physical and verbal abuse. A male voice at the end of one scene can be heard saying, not condoning rape unless you have a reason. Oh, boy. Unless, what would that reason yeah. be? Seven of the videos do appear to depict at least some acts that were carried out. So, yeah, he is a pretty dirty, nasty motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, but for, for, as for now, I guess he's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, well, Brennan, you know, and it's going to be tough with, you know, that them, them owning the local hardware store. I know. To, to, Nobody to wants to cross paths with those master no. mafia masterminds. Yeah, yeah. it's a, they're a big wheel. All right. And our like final Coke st- brothers or something. And our final story is more Jacob Ewing. Nope. Good God. Jacob Ewing trial, not likely to be moved from Kansas or Jackson County. So uh, the problem with old um, Jacob Ewing is that uh, selecting a jury for the guy in small Holcomb, Kansas, has been proving to be difficult. Uh, The Holton man charged with a series of sex crimes will continue to be difficult to uh, prosecute legal experts say, and attorneys face a high standard to justify moving the trial out of Jackson County. Apparently, if a uh, person wants to be tried out of the uh, county, they can get that 
trial moved, but it's very rare for a prosecutor to get the trial moved. But the reason they want it moved is because he has so many rape trials going on mm-hmm. that they, they're going to have, it's the pool's <laughs> not big enough to choose from. It says here, a situation involving multiple trials for a single defendant is u- unusual. Uh, he pondered whether increased scrutiny of the case from news and social media would increase the burden of finding an unbiased jury pool. We are going to have to pick jury and then another jury and then another jury, he said. Yeah, and there's only like 35 people that probably live in the whole county. So there were about 142 potential jurors, and uh, about half of the jurors had also said they had read articles about the newspaper reports in the cases or read about them in Facebook. It's a close-knit community. This community has had a lot of discussion on social media. Knowledge of a defendant or case doesn't immediately disqualify a juror, Francis said. Jurors can be disqualified if they are family of the defendant or the alleged victim or if they have a financial relationship. Uh, The touchstone is can a person act impartially without prejudice. So they literally are running out of people to try this guy because he's raped so many people. Well, I think just the outcome of the sodomy trial shows you that you can't trust a jury of his peers in this area anyway. No, you know I mean? absolutely like, not. This is why people hate lawyers is because his, the defense attorney is probably like, nope, let's keep it right here. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, yeah, absolutely. Let's keep it right here. I like the outcome of the last trial, so let's <laughs> yep. stick with what we got a good thing going. Yeah. And he's got like three more trials coming up this year, yep. all for uh, terrorizing women. Right? I mean, I'm sure, and I don't know this, but I'm sure his family's like, he does. he's a good boy, he's never done any of this, this is all... A bunch of hokum. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, at what point is it not? It, it's like it's, the Bill Cosby thing. Yeah, it's at like, some point, there's a critical mass. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's they're like, all lying? Yeah, okay, Bill, I'll give you five girls. Yeah. Eight. When 45 women tell the same story about being roofied, at some point you go, maybe there's something to this. Yeah, yeah and I don't give Jake Buin the same story. I mean, well, Jake Cosby is, is the 1990s, <laughs> 1990s lovable television dad either. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't even have that going for him. No, he's got nothing going for him. He's from Kansas. So uh, I'd like to think we're never going to report on Jacob Ewing again. <laughs> oh, but something tells, me we're gonna be, to go. something tells me we're going to be playing young girl once again soon enough. So until then, though, this has been Kansas News. Colin, the only thing left I have on our agenda for the night is we had uh, gotten pretty busy on social media in the past week because the local paper, the Columbia Daily Tribune, has taken new ownership over the course of the last year. They've been bought out by a media conglomerate. That's right, Gatehouse Publishing out of Texas. And they were owned by the same family. The Waters family for well over 100 years uh, prior to the uh, buyout. And there have been a round of layoffs, and then recently there was another round of layoffs. And one of our good friends from the show, who we've mentioned more than anyone in the local media, I would say, yeah, uh, Joe Wall Jasper, who was actually the first guest on the Mazadcast we ever had, was one of the layoffs. Mm-hmm. And he was the sports editor for the Tribune, and not just the sports editor, but a fantastic sports writer. Yes. And uh, we were pissed off about it. Yeah, we were. And so, I wrote a blog about it, and I don't like writing blogs. No, you don't like writing. You can barely spell. That's true. You for fucking barely pronounce things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, we were pissed off about it because uh, it's basically taken out some of the best talent that the paper had. Yeah, that was part of the um, crux of the, what I had written was it's like, this guy just wasn't, wasn't just our local town sports writer. He was really good. Like, he was a legitimate talent. I think I compared it to, like, Kevin Durant playing in Oklahoma City. It's like, to have a have like a supreme talent in our little neck of the woods was kind of a feather in our cap. Joe delivered everything with some humor and perspective that most writers, at least locally, did not have. And self-deprecation. Yeah. And just like some self-awareness. And the part of what was impressive about Joe, before he was the sports editor, he was also, he was a beat writer. Mm-hmm. And he did, he, he followed the beat 
with with the same humor and perspective and and self-deprecation and in a world where beat reporters especially just act like some sort of automaton robot and they just spit out information they can have no opinion or deliver it any way any entertaining way mm-hmm. because i don't know they just either are not talented enough to do it or don't think it's right i don't know joe did and joe did it his job well he was never unprofessional he was never um, out of line he, but he didn't just regurgitate you know the interview with a player mm-hmm. or the stats from the game and uh, he was really good. Yeah, he is. And he'll be missed. I'm hoping that he lands somewhere local so that we can continue to read him. We can continue to write about the Tigers. Yeah, he – and I want to miss the podcast. He did a podcast for the mm-hmm. Trib, and he had the beat reporters from the, the Trib on there. And it was great information. It was better information than you'll ever get from this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's a low bar, but yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Sure. But, you know, it was uh, it was great, and it was a excellent source of information about the Tigers. It just – it's I mean, it's the – it's the state of media mm-hmm. now. I mean, we're a, we're a product of that. I mean, any two idiots obviously can, you know, get their opinion out there. Uh, we are proof of that. ESPN's doing it. I mean, ESPN mm-hmm. is just shucking talent left, right, and center. Um, they just got rid of uh, John Clayton. And yeah. He, and John Clayton is one of the most famous football people they have. Uh, they called him the professor. And part of the reason he was famous, he was the most poindextery, geekiest, mm-hmm. weirdest, keeper-looking yeah. guy in the world. But he was really good at his job. And he was made, if not, if he wasn't already famous, he was made super famous by a Sports Center commercial where he was basically <laughs> being, his, being his professor self. Now, if you haven't seen this commercial, you should look it up. It won't be hard to find. And then as soon as the camera goes off, he's, he pulls his hair out of a ponytail, and he's wearing a Slayer T-shirt, and he's, he's living in his mom's basement eating Chinese food going, Mom, my segment's done. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, what they're keeping is like the Stephen A. Smiths, the Dan mm-hmm. Lebetards. The 5 o'clock sports center has become two people talking about sports with some highlights sprinkled in. The 10 o'clock sports center has become Scott Van Pelt, who I like, but it's become like a show that revolves around him, and the highlights are just sort of this ancillary thing. And I, saw, I read an article that basically talked about, you know, I'm old enough to remember when MTV played videos. And there's a generation of kids that are going to go up now going, I was young enough, I'm young or old enough to remember when ESPN played highlights. Right. And um, it's just, they just want hot takes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, they, they basically have gone and that we're going to fire all our journalists. Right. And uh, the Trib is going, we're going to fire our best jur- sports journalist. Yeah. It, I just don't understand who makes these decisions. I don't either. So uh, many people, I mean, maybe we're not the market. I mean, maybe I think we're the market, but we're not. It's the people who love Monster Energy Drink with a fourth grade education, and that's like and that's a, they want Stephen they want Stephen A. Smith and a neck tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think that's that's right. But I, I, uh, even though it's not a game this week, I think it's safe to say that uh, the ownership, the new ownership of the Tribune, are the douches of the week. Sure, douche of the week. And you fuck can, yeah, yeah. Say, go go ahead and throw go fuck yourself on that. Absolutely, it's sad, and Joe will be missed, and we hope. He stays local because we enjoy reading him, and we hope he stays local because we want him to be following the Tigers so we have an excuse to call him and have him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And if they shit the bed, no better, no better person to write about it than Joe. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Colin, I think that will do it for this we week's We got it show. again. We have wasted a perfectly good hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and you're wasting a perfectly good hour if you've gotten to this point in the show. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I, th- I feel like we've done a pretty good job of bringing your shows, even though there is dick all to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Try doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's where the talent's at, guys. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do a show immediately after a big win against Tennessee. Yeah. But, but try doing it in the middle of June. Yeah. Well, like the beginning of June. 
Yeah, I'm mm. not, let's not get up semantics, but early mid June, yeah. <laughs> early to mid June, <laughs> with uh, that fuck all going on. <laughs> all right, until we come back to you, and you know, maybe late June. Yeah, uh, don't forget to iTunes reviews. We want oh, those. Yeah, we do. Follow us on Twitter, Mizodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Email us at Mizodcast oh, at gmail.com. Also, fill out our uh, listener survey. It's on our website, Mizodcast.com, and the same place you can go to click through Amazon to buy your bullshit yeah. and give us some dollar dollar bills, y'all. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, with that, I'll say M I Z Z O U. Yeah, I'll bust that nut.